Oh, hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Broken Art and Dangerous. I'm so happy to have enough voice to record today. <laughs> I've had this episode on my mind for several weeks now and have just kind of been adding more and more and more to it and I've got to get it recorded before it ends up being a two hour long podcast. <laughs> Which I'm sure some of you are like... That's never, ever, ever going to happen. You have never really done a podcast that was over about 10 minutes long. Yeah, 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 I know. It's a lot harder to keep talking when there's nobody around me. And I have people in the car next to me thinking I have lost my marbles because I'm talking to myself. <laughs> this month, I don't know if anyone is aware or not. I'm sure you are, especially if you are in the workforce like I am. Um, this month is Women's Appreciation Month, and I have been in the very unique position to um, be able to talk with some of the upper management in my place of work and kind of be on a discussion board at a, a luncheon after we went out to a construction site and we got to see like how our technicians put in brand new fire equipment at these job sites um, a lot of times it's warehouses or um, other commercial buildings but um, we install the fire safety equipment so the sprinkler systems um, big big water tanks and fire pumps and all that stuff um, that's what the company I work for specializes in well because it was women's appreciation month one of our main contractors they allowed a group of women to come out and see what our guys do and I it was such a it was such a cool experience because you know I had to try it out because I've always wanted to wear a hard hat and, and goggles <laughs> oh my word it was it was hilarious how much fun I was having um however after we had this walkthrough that was about a couple hours long um out in the humid Houston air right by the Fred Hartman Bridge um, we all came back to the office and then we all sat around a big table and they fed us yummy fajita tacos and it was amazing. And um, the discussion started on why we do not see women represented more in construction. And one young lady uh, spoke up and said that she felt like women were not represented because men were so hard to work with and because they don't want women on the job sites because they cause distractions or they're just not as good as men. Um, she, she had a very negative um, uh, outlook on men in general and it was very plain. I mean, she said some other things too that I won't repeat on this podcast um, about men and how much she didn't like them. <laughs> and I, you know, was just trying to sit there and eat my taco in peace. But the more I listened and I looked around at some of the other women that were sitting there and I could tell some of them didn't agree, but they were just, they didn't feel like talking and causing any waves or anything. And I could not do that because of how, because how important I feel like it is for us to start saying something. Um, our pastor just recently 
a message about in the church to start speaking up. Like we cannot be like the silent generation that followed the greatest generation. And if you haven't heard that message, you really need to hear that message because wow, amazing. But it it like it it confirmed that I was was probably you know okay to go ahead and speak up. If anyone knows me. I really don't cause a lot of waves. I, I don't like confrontation. I'm not, I am not the one to debate things. Unless it's about the Bible. I really love a good biblical debate. It's very fun. Um, or if it's something that I'm very passionate about. Foster care is one thing that I would debate anyone about. The pros and the cons and everything like could go on forever. And the, another thing that I've just Really, I didn't even know I was passionate about it until I started really listening to the attack that's going on right now. But the, the, the biblical roles of a man and a woman in the Bible are in such strong attack right now. And it's, I feel like it is putting pressure on young women like myself to find our value in how much money we make and how independent we can be. And... Yes, that does give us a sense of accomplishment, which helps our self-esteem. It helps anyone's self-esteem to, to do these things on your own and to persevere and to push through these things. However, biblically, us as women will not feel complete fulfillment until we are in a role as a mother and as a, a homemaker. Um, because that, that's just how God created us. It's in our makeup. It's in our DNA to be fruitful and multiply. Like we are the homemakers. We're the ones that can take nothing and make it something. Um, I heard a speaker one time say, um, women are multipliers. You know, you give them a house, she'll make it a home. You give her groceries, she'll make a meal. And it also can work in the reverse. You give a woman shortness and harshness, and she'll multiply that too. <laughs> but um, I really, I really have felt this so strongly. But anyway, back to the discussion. This is what happens when I tell stories. It ends up being 400 rabbit trail before I get back around to the main part of the story. But anyway, I waited, of course, until I fully chewed my chicken fajita taco and I said well honestly what I saw today because I saw about 50 men up to their waist in mud and dust and paint smeared everywhere and grimy and dirty and sweaty and they had to wear all this PPE which is personal protection equipment and like their hard hats their safety vests they have to have certain kind of boots um that are very hot on their feet and they're not very comfortable to walk in trust me I went I had to buy a pair of boots to go out to this job site okay and let me tell you it was not fun okay part of that is because I couldn't find any of my size because um yeah that's a whole other story I, had, I ended up wearing boots that were two sizes too big for me also part of the reason they were probably not comfortable. Anyway, um, I saw about 50 men in this very 
watched a group of men put together like a wall in the time that we were there. A concrete wall. Pouring concrete into the uh, the square molds and we knew we made a concrete wall while we were there. Like, that's amazing. And they did it fast and efficient and they worked together and they looked like they were happy to last, honestly. When we left, uh, there was a group that was uh, helping pour the concrete on uh, a slab uh, near the back part of this property. And when the concrete pulled and they stopped, they all like cheered so loud. They were high-fiving each other. Like they were having the time of their lives being up to their armpits in mud. And it was like, wow, these, these guys are amazing. And that's what I that's what I told those women. I said, I saw these men work so hard. And I was only out there for an hour and a half, two hours at the most. And I was so ready to get back to my AC cubicle. <laughs> and I, I said that I was very thankful that the men were willing to do that because I'm really not. I would be very uncomfortable in that setting. I have no desire to be out there in the construction field with mud up to my eyeballs. I just, I, you know, if I had to, like absolutely had to because there was a shortage of men all of a sudden or, or the men had to go to war, which is what happened in World War II, um, then, then okay, I would do it if I had to do it, but that's not my first career choice. Ever since I was very little, it's just been part of my just heart to be a wife and a mother. It's just been there. Now, has life cooperated with me? Not really, because I'm almost 30, and you know, I have yet to be either one of those things. But God's timing is always perfect. I just passed a police officer, and I really hope I'm not speeding. Lord Jesus. God's timing is always perfect. And I know whenever that time happens, um, which, you know, God's timing is perfect, period. So, where are we going? <laughs> when that time comes, I cannot wait. Like, like, and, and, and maybe this sounds corny, maybe this sounds silly, maybe this sounds archaic or, or I don't know. But to me, like the, like I cannot wait to have dinner on the table when my husband comes home from work and our little two-year-old running around like a crazy person most likely if she's anything like me you know um oh lord can y'all imagine a mini Brittany oh Jesus help um so you know what I mean like that's just that sounds like so ideal and maybe I'm romanticizing it a bit more than it should be I know it's hard work I know there are days that you mothers probably feel like absolute failures because you didn't get anything done because you were chasing your kids around all day or you know, or, or all these other situations that happen. But, you know, I watched my mom 
the sprinklers and eat cupcakes and sing happy birthday. And to me, that was the coolest birthday party ever. Because she wanted to make sure that we had those amazing memories growing up. But you know, if my mom was a career woman and was never home and a nanny was taking care of me or my grandmother was taking care of me, probably wouldn't have happened that way. There would have been a lot of memories that I would not have with my mom. And and I do know there are some single moms out there that you don't have a choice but to work. And I'm not, you know I'm not probably talking about that. But I'm just saying that ideal, I mean in the Bible it says women are to be keepers at home. And I feel like women think that that's a slap in the face. I've had, I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had with women my age and they're like, I am not going to rely on no man. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go out there and make my own money. And I have a life and he's not going to stop that. I don't want him to hinder that. And I don't want children to hinder that or anything else. And I just, I don't know. I think you really are doing yourself a disservice. You're cheating yourself out of really feeling complete, out of feeling whole. women and I really do think that women are very powerful and I think we're we are at our most powerful when we're in our correct place I know that is not a popular opinion <laughs> but I really think when our roles are lined up with the Bible it just works if everyone is is in their place and everyone is submitted to each other and submitted to God's plan and, and under a good pastor and under good guidance you are just set up for success is life going to get hard is life going to throw you absolute curveballs absolutely I'm not going to tell you it's not but imagine if you have these curveballs thrown at you and you have a relationship with your children as a mother and you have a strong relationship with your husband y'all are going to get through it you're going to get through it um uh some of y'all know like i have a boyfriend right now and uh, we've been to uh we met almost a year ago next month and the last couple months i've really like seen something that could be very like detrimental in our relationship i mean first of all he is very far away <laughs> he lives very far away but um besides that <laughs> the job that i'm working right now um i'm there more than i'm probably anywhere else i work a lot of hours um i just got a new position recently and i've been there and probably six to seven hours extra a week and when i get home it's not physical labor but it's very mental labor when i get home i am absolutely worn out and my social meter is not very high and my attention span is not very long which my attention span is not very long 
the things that I deal with at my job. And I don't know how in the world I would be able to keep up a house, to stay involved in my child's life, and to maintain a marriage. Like, I have no idea how I would be able to do that and work the hours that I'm working. So it's kind of really like nailed home. Oh, okay. This is why the Bible says women need to be keepers at home. Because who who is going to stand in the gap for our children? And I know I'm not a mother, so I hope I'm not offending any of the mothers out there by, by speaking like this. Because, no, I've never walked in your shoes. But I have always, always, always been a child's advocate. Anything that can make a child's life better, I feel like it's a responsibility as an adult, whether it's a parent or not, to make that child's life better and, and safer and healthier and anything you can do to make a child not have hang-ups in their future I feel like it's all of our responsibility as adults to do that that's just my opinion <laughs> I have really got completely way off topic I feel like but these things have just really been on my mind a lot in the last two three weeks um don't be ashamed to be a godly woman in this time don't hang your head when women are discussing how, uh, you know, equal pay, equal rights, and you kind of have a different opinion because you've seen the other side of that. I mean, if we really want to get into it, um, I don't think the feminist movement really wants complete equality because if that was true, then there would be no stigma against uh, stay-at-home dads, but there definitely is. <laughs> I mean, if a dad says he's a stay-at-home dad, most of the time people are like, what in the world? Like, you're just lazy? You don't want to work? Well, no. Hey, if it's equality, he gets to stay home and the woman's going to go out and do and work. But we all know women are not going to accept that. It's not socially accepted. So if you really want equality, you have to want equality all the way. And on top of that, we're not living 50, 60, 70, 100 years ago. I believe that women are not treated as unfairly as the feminist movement claims they are. First of all, at my job, where I'm at, which I am blessed to be in a, um, a very amazing company, I'm telling you, this place is so great. Um, they treat me really great. But they have like a merit system. And it doesn't matter um, your gender. It doesn't matter your skin color, your ethnicity. It doesn't, none of that matters. It's how long have you been with the company? What has been your contributions to the company? How well do you work with others? You know, if you're very difficult to please, if you get into little cat fights with all the women and the men in the, in the office, if you're just very negative, if you know, if you're just very hard to be around, that might be why you're not getting promoted or making as much money as so-and-so. I mean, I hate to say this, but in the corporate world, my worst supervisors were not men. They were women. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying this is a woman hate podcast because it's not. I'm just... I, I am just trying to throw some balance into what I'm hearing so much of in the workforce. And it's not a bad thing to be.
be a stay-at-home mom. It is one of the best things. I, I think it is. I think it is the most amazing job ever. When when a mom tells me that she's a stay-at-home mom, she's able to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm so quick to encourage her because you are raising the next generation. And if we don't, if we don't talk to our kids, our very impressionable children, the world will. Public schools will. The librarians will. The school boards will. The other children at public school, if they go to public school, they will tell them. They will indoctrinate them. And uh, I heard <laughs> there was um, a debate between a parent and a school board. And they were like, well, aren't you, aren't you indoctrinating your child to believe X, Y, Z? And the parent was like, I sure am. And that's my prerogative. This is my child. If I want them to hold the same beliefs I do traditionally, then that is my prerogative. This is my child. It is not your child. It is not your job to indoctrinate my child into your beliefs and your agenda. <sighs> I'm getting fired up. My blood pressure is going up. <laughs> I've just I've just been seeing so many things of these books that they're putting in children's libraries in elementary school. Elementary school, guys. Horrible books that they're allowing these precious, impressionable children to get a hold of with no holds barred, with no supervision. And not only not only no supervision, they're encouraged to explore their sexuality or their gender at seven and eight years old. Seven and eight years old! Like, what is wrong with this world? Like, oh, it makes me so upset. I feel like, maybe not in the church as much, because thankfully the church does promote, you know, women being strong in their role as women. But in the world, I see it so much. I, women who have careers are not in their child's life and they're not involved. So they, they have no idea that they're reading these books, that they're checking these books out. Um, I'm not a huge uh, promoter of public school, but one thing that is kind of cool with better technology is uh, parents are given uh, some more visibility in some areas. I have a friend that's in uh, Arkansas and they actually give her access to see what her child uh, searches and everything in in her school issued laptop or school issued tablet um, which is is great I think that's great and it's not that we want to be up and up in our kids business and we're not letting them develop their own personality in their own life we're trying to protect them from the sick twisted minds of this world <sighs> I've been percolating about this for several days so y'all are getting to hear me rant about it the other thing, there's a really popular song out right now, and I'm sure if you've been anywhere in public in the last month or so, you've probably heard it. And the word, the lyrics of the chorus are, I can buy myself flowers, I can hold my own hand, I can talk to myself for hours, I can take myself dancing. It's just this whole song about how they don't need a man, okay? Okay. First of all, don't mess with don't mess with my privileges. <laughs> the, 
the same people that say all these things, the same women that are like, I don't need no man. If your man or if you were dating someone and they did not hold the door open for you or if they did not show you any kind of special respect because of your amazingness as a woman, you would drop them so fast and be so quick to be offended because of that. So quick. You would dump a dude. So there has to be some give and take here, guys. First of all, do not take that away from me. <laughs> I love it when my boyfriend does stuff like that for me. Like I feel so safe and protected and secure and valued. And I love it. I love it. Don't take that from me. <laughs> I have ranted from my apartment all the way to Schlossky's. <laughs> I'm meeting some of the amazing women from my church here tonight. And we have a lot more things to talk about today. Uh, I actually have a awards ceremony that we're about to we're about to go to. We're gonna we're gonna hand out awards to women of the Bible right after this. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody! Thank you so much for joining us for this amazing event. We are going to be holding the very first on this podcast awards ceremony for women in the Bible for their very unique acts and some of their stories. We are so, so excited to be bringing this to the Broken Arm and Dangerous podcast. All right, here we are ready to give out these amazing awards to these phenomenal and some not so phenomenal women in the Bible. First off, of course, we have the first gardener, which was Eve. There are a lot of things we could say to Miss Eve, but for now, we'll just shake her hand and let her go on her way. <laughs> the award for most devoted woman goes to Ruth for her devotion to her mother-in-law and being willing to leave everything she ever knew just to be with her mother-in-law. That's a special mother-in-law, folks, because I don't know many that would do that for a mother-in-law, let me just tell you. <laughs> Our next award is for the very first woman who was heavily involved in foster care and ended up fostering her own child. And this goes to Miss Jacobed for safely saving her son and taking care of him for the Pharaoh's daughter without them even knowing that she was the child's real mother. Smart woman, Miss Jacobed. And then this woman is more infamous than famous. And this woman was voted most likely to cheat on her taxes. And this was Miss Sapphira. Thank you, Miss Sapphira. Just watch, watch your step there, ma'am. Yes, yeah, it's a long way down there. Okay. And our next award goes to the woman most likely to give a home Bible study. And this goes to Miss Priscilla for her help in the conversion of Apollos which we read in the book of Acts. Amazing woman that woman was. Next, we have the woman who was so involved in intrigue, espionage, and liberation. And that was the very first female spy in the Bible. And this award goes to Miss Rahab in her valiant efforts to assist the people of God in taking over Jericho. Amazing, Miss Rahab. Amazing. Great job. Great job.
And last but not least, we really wanted to give an honorable mention here to two brave young women. The first one is Miss JL. Miss JL, you have won the most amazing carpentry work for your um quick and efficient way of taking care of the enemy in the middle of battle. Very great. Very great work, ma'am. And the second award goes to Jehoshiba. And I'm so sorry, ma'am, if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. But we wanted to honor you for your valiant effort to save the lineage of David from Athaliah. Athaliah was trying to kill anything that remotely resembled the lineage of David because she was such an evil woman and she wanted to sacrifice children to pagan gods. But because of you, you saved this child, Joash, and the lineage of David was preserved. We thank you, ma'am. Woo! And that's all for now, folks. Thank you so much again for listening and have a great rest of your day. Thank you once again for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any comments, be sure to email me or you can also message me on our podcast Instagram. Our email address is brokenarmedanddangerous21 at gmail.com. And our Instagram is brokenarmedanddangerous. And it's time for me to tell you to keep your hands high and your stress low. See you next time. Bye.